Hello and welcome back to another episode of You Want to Do What with Dan and Julie. Today we've got Jenny on, who is a videographer. Hi, Jenny. Hi, nice to meet you. Nice to nice meet you too. Me oh, our pleasure. Um, do you want to tell everyone a little bit about what you do, Jenny? Um, yeah, of course. So my name is Jenny Alice. Um, I am an award-winning freelance videographer, editor and photographer. Um, I create high-quality videography and photography content. So this varies from e-commerce to advertising, property, product, commercials, music videos and everything in between. So quite a varied um, job that I have. But yeah, it's good. So where did this um, whole sort of journey start? Um, so I started using cameras for my media course at high school. Um, and I would spend most of my weekends filming content and editing it because I enjoyed it so much. Mm. Um, and then I basically went on to study film and TV production at university. Um, and once I graduated, I got a media job for a marketing company um, and I would do like photography on the weekend I did a lot of wedding videos um alongside my full-time job mm-hmm. um and then basically I decided I wanted to travel the world a bit more so I worked on a cruise ship oh, wow. and I traveled the world as a photographer and videographer for over two years and I went around the world doing that which was good <laughs> yeah sounds um, cool. yeah and then I basically when I returned to the UK I worked my way up the industry. So I started off as a camera assistant and a runner um, for production companies across the UK. And then I went to work as a freelancer for the BBC. Um, And then because of my marketing history from when I got my first media job, a company reached out to me and offered me quite a good uh, opportunity in a marketing company. Mm -hmm. Um, So for more stability, because obviously as a freelancer, it can be quite difficult at times. Um, I took the job at, at the marketing company. Um, however, I just missed being able to be creative mm. and um, the, the thrill of being a videographer. So wasn't a big fan of sitting in the office all day. So I quit <laughs> my full-time job um, and I went fully freelance. And since then, I've been able to work for global brands and doing making that decision and leaving was probably one of the best things that I, I ever did. So short and sweet yeah I was trying to explain uh because I was at work today um and somebody asked me you know who are we talking to tonight and I tried to explain Mm. um you know what a videographer is and what you can now do and how this career wasn't necessarily available 10 years ago um and how you you I mean you've said it there working with brand you're working with the likes of BBC you can work for marketing companies Mm. it's it's such an incredible um industry that's really just starting to grow now isn't it yeah, definitely. I feel like with the with technology, it's becoming a lot more accessible to more people. Um, with editing software as well, it's become a lot more affordable for people to kind of dip into it, uh, which is a great opportunity for a lot of creatives that you no longer need to, you know, pay thousands and thousands of pounds. You know, it's more affordable, which is really good because it allows people to to start somewhere um, and, and to create a portfolio and, and to get their foot in the door, which is really, really good. Um, and you're seeing a lot more of it now with like the, the Sony A7S three and things like that. They're a lot more affordable for people that maybe aren't ready to fully commit to a production mm-hmm. company and, and they can do something on the weekends or at home and then just mm-hmm. build their portfolio from there. How much of it 
is from when you sort of first started to where you are now as a professional um the the level of skill versus the level of uh quality of equipment you have like mm. did you see that your skill in the industry is actually better at creating something than actually what the technology is I think with this industry, it's very easy to get caught up with the latest uh, tech trends and newest cameras and releases. And, you know, there's always going to be something better around the corner. Um, but at the end of the day, it always comes down to to skill and, and what you know. The, the best videographers I know, you know, they have a handful of equipment. And they're very happy with what they've got that they don't really upgrade as often as maybe a lot of people think um I think it's it's too easy nowadays to think if you buy the best camera you'll you know you'll be able to film the best but sometimes it's just time to go back to basics and to Mm. understand composition camera movements and just the simple things and you'll notice if you give a skilled videographer say like an, an entry-level camera they'll be able to create something that's probably similar to, to someone that might have a more high quality camera. And mm. there is the argument that obviously certain productions are our levels that you need to have certain equipment for. So it, at the end of the day, it's really what you're shooting for, what the client needs, but it does mainly just come down to experience and, and skill. Do you think learning those and developing those skills, is that something that you sort of self-taught or how easy how easy is it for someone to teach you uh, something like that? Because it's obviously very creative and it's it's all in the person's eye. Um, how was it for you to learn and improve um, at your craft? Um, so when I went to film and TV production at university, that was something that I I went to it because I wasn't sure how to get into the media industry and I wasn't sure what part of the media industry I really wanted to go into so I went there and it was a really amazing uh, experience I learned a lot but it was more my independence that I learned and and meeting people Mm. I wouldn't say that I left university as a skilled videographer at all I think the actual industry in itself is a lot different to learning about it at university and I think for me the way I learned was more just self-taught and being hands-on so just getting out there and filming and then making mistakes and thinking you know I've made this mistake how can I correct that and that's the best way to learn and as much as people hate failing sometimes you need to make these mistakes to grow and and to figure out okay I'm not gonna do that again you know (laughs) or um you know you, you see all these artists or these really successful people and you see where they are today but you never focus on the amount of um, times that they've failed in the past or the the products that they've created at the beginning uh, compared to what they're creating now. Um, I think we all, it's very easy to look at someone and see where they are and get disheartened where, you know, we all have to start somewhere. I think we're, just... sorry, I think we're super guilty nowadays mm-hmm. of um, chasing like perfection. Everybody thinks they're going to be perfect as soon as they start. When in actual fact, like mm-hmm. you say, the, the most well-known people for their crafts are probably the ones that failed the most and they've just learned every time. Yeah, definitely. It's especially in the uh, media industry in, in itself, you have to be resilient and you have to be okay with people 
you know, saying no. And especially as a freelancer, it, it is tough because there are, you know, times where business will slow down or you'll get loads of business at once. And it, it's literally just doing it is, is the first step. So just taking that first step and thinking, right, okay, where can I go from here? And once that momentum builds up, you'll find that there's more opportunities coming your way and, and then more things that you can film. And then when you want to film, say, a property video, you'll learn, you know, how, how, what, what, what camera lens should I use for a property video? Mm. You know, and then by doing that, you're like, okay, right, I need a wide angle lens. You know, what's the best one for this one? And, and through that, you'll be able to figure out what the best equipment is for you. Mm. And you'll learn it a lot quicker by just getting out there and, and filming and learning as you go. Um, I'm a very practical learner, I'd say. Um, I like to, you know, do something and figure out how to do it rather than read about it. Um, and I think in the industry I'm in, it is a very hands-on industry. So it's quite, it works hand in hand for me in that sense. Mm. So being a videographer, what is the, uh, the, the average day for you? Obviously there, there might not be an average day, yeah. <laughs> but some of the tasks that, that you have to do. Oof, what is an average day like? Um, Hmm. that's a difficult question to answer um there well, is just no some of the average day mm. yeah just some of the tasks that as a videographer you know you need to do whether it's pre-shoot what do you actually do at the shoot those kinds of things yeah I mean because I run my business myself um when I am filming um obviously when I'm sorry when I'm not I'm not only filming and editing most shoots but I'm doing all the marketing and social media myself as well. So every wow. day I try and learn something new, something that will bring my freelance career one step forward. Um, mm. But like I said, everything I do, I do everything. So it's from like um, planning, pre-production, and then what equipment I need, lighting, post-production, um, admin, everything is uh, under one roof. And I think a lot of people don't realize that when they um, go to be like a freelancer or work for themselves, it's not just filming. Um, it's contacting clients, it's building rapport, it's networking, it's selling yourself, it's marketing. Um, so there's a lot more to it than just, you know, filming, filming videos for people. Yeah. <laughs> do, you, do you enjoy that sort of side of it having a slightly rounder package not just being the videographer but also learning about business and developing your mm. own business to what you want it to be yeah I mean I've always wanted to work for myself that's something that I always wanted to do um probably since I left university um and that's why when I went and got my full-time job with security just didn't feel like it fulfilled me enough um so I decided basically to work for myself doing something that I love, which, you know, is videography and photography. And that's my passion. And when you have a passion and you want it to work um, and you have other things you have to get through and, and deadlines and stuff, it makes it a lot easier and makes you not want to give up, if that makes sense. So um, I definitely recommend if anyone wants to work for themselves that they choose a passion because it's a lot harder working for, for yourself than it is um you know working working for someone else and sometimes people just want to leave the full-time job without taking into consideration obviously you know running a full-time business is you know it's everything it's a, the uh, the things that not everyone wants to do you know the admin the emails and, and so on <laughs> 
even with all the admin, the emails, being a videographer in itself, you're not behind the camera totally. You've obviously got yeah. your in front of a computer doing editing planning what it actually is going to be how much of your time is actually spent using a camera yeah i mean so when i contact them clients i'd say probably like two or two or three days a week and then i try and edit the rest of the week when i say that i i I work uh, pretty much all the time so (laughs) i I mean it's probably not healthy recommending this but um i'd say probably like I, i try and film like at least twice a week so that I'm still keeping you know on top of my skills and um, but a lot of time is spent you know editing and on your computer and um it's really important especially when you're editing like you know you get out, you get out the house because um you can get cabin fever if you edit for too long yeah. you know <laughs> but, but that's a whole different skill set in itself being able to edit uh edit your work in a successful way I suppose isn't it that you have to learn yeah I mean I think because I have um, experience in marketing, it's it's quite useful when editing promotional video content for brands because I'm not, it's a lot easier for me to notice uh, what would maybe stand out to clients more than uh, other people that maybe haven't done marketing. So I, in that sense, I do feel quite lucky to have that background. Um, but editing, the, the thing about obviously editing it and videography is that the thing that I quite like is that everyone's got their own kind of take on things Mm. so you could give you know 10 people the same footage and everyone will edit it completely different Um, and it's more just finding your style and once you find your style and the clients that you attract will will like that style so it will be a lot easier to create content and to edit it than say if you're trying to edit it to to be something else and then to try and change your style to something else Mm. that's actually a really interesting point how did you sort of develop your style did was it something that came naturally or did you sit down and mm. think how am I going to do this it's literally just time like mm. the more you edit the more you film the more you'll find like okay so you know I like filming this or that you know I get people saying how do you find your niche and the only way that you find it the same, same way that the only way you find your passion or things that you enjoy is by trying out lots of different things and finding out what makes you tick and what you enjoy the most. Um, mm. And that's why it's always good if, if you're not sure what your passion is yet uh, to try out different things, you know, and try out different jobs. If you're in your twenties, you haven't really got that much to lose, you know, just try out different things and see what you enjoy. hundred percent agree with that. Not, not enough people t- say that or tell, you know, tell everyone that because I think at school we're all told you must go to university, you must get a degree and you must do X, Y, and Z. But in actual fact, one of the best things you can do, in my opinion, um, is go and try loads of things. Like you say, you just go and try different jobs, try marketing, try working in finance or whatever takes your interest and see what sticks. Because like you say, in your 20s, you're so young still. Definitely. Like I have, I have had a few different jobs and, <laughs> it it honestly when I got that marketing job I was thinking right settle down I'll have my full-time job I can you know buy a house and you know I've been traveling I've done it all you know I can I, I can do a bit of videography in the role and it'll be fine and mm. um the more I was the more I was there the more I realized no like this is not what I want to do this is not my passion mm. I missed I missed the creativity I, I missed having and meeting new people and, and creating content and I realized like you know I've got nothing to lose I'm still in my 20s 
<laughs> um, go for it. And it yeah. was, um, it's, you know, it's definitely something not to do um, just ad hoc. I mean, mine was pretty, you know, ad hoc looking back at it. Um, <laughs> you know, do, I didn't do you think that's much of a plan. the best way it worked for you though, jumping straight into it? Do you think if you eased yourself in, you wouldn't have, you wouldn't mm, have been as successful? I think, I think a lot of people, we, we tend to look at the worst scenario of things and, mm. you know, I can never get a job again or what if it doesn't work out? Um, you know, and of course I had these feet, these, um, thoughts you know when I when I left but then I also thought what an amazing opportunity to restart my entire career mm. <laughs> and do something that I love and there's a thing where I heard someone who basically um they trained to be a lawyer I think it was like six or seven years I heard it on a podcast somewhere and after they did all the training and then they, they got their you know you can be a lawyer now they were like uh, I don't mm. think I want to do it anymore and uh, wow. you know her family said oh you spent you know six years training why waste it and yeah. she said 40 years down the line <laughs> six years doesn't seem that much <laughs> it's very <You> know? true <laughs> so I do believe like we, everyone has like that passion and that thing that makes them tick mm. it's just going out there and finding it no I 100% agree with that um you mentioned earlier about networking and obviously you talked to er- earlier um about all the different places and brands you've worked with how did you begin to go about building that network so you could find clients on a regular basis? Okay, so um, I went to a lot of networking events um, and I also just contacted a lot of people. So I know that it can be quite daunting emailing people and ringing them up and I know a lot of people don't like to do it, but I just set myself a task every week to to contact a a certain amount of people um, and I would basically just knock on doors and then once I got a you know a half decent portfolio built up um I just started promoting myself through social media and and contacting brands through social media Mm. and it's just became quite an organic thing now where I don't necessarily have to contact people anymore whereas I used to spend a lot of time trying to build my clientele and and now it's it's at a nice place now where they kind of come to me instead so it's a lot easier at this point, but it definitely at the beginning, it's just getting your name out there, getting your show reel out, making sure you've got your social media account, your website, and being quite like loud. You know, I'm a freelancer, you know, making sure people know about you. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> what what would you say are some uh, personality traits that you see in yourself that you think have really helped you get to where you are in this industry? Um, I'd say... I'm very passionate about what I do. Um, I could sit for hours and and watch video videos on videography and cameras, <laughs> and I could edit forever and not get bored. Um, so I definitely think that it's passion is one of the most important things. But I also think that it's you have to be fully committed. So like you got to have very long days, and I have 12, 13, 14 hour days sometimes. So you really do have to be committed and persevere and be really resilient because the industry that I'm in is it's tough um it's long days there's a lot of no um and it's very cutthroat you know and you have to be very you have to believe in yourself and you have to be very resilient and you have to just fight past all the no's and you just have to keep going keep making content um and also that that's probably all I can recommend is just keep yeah. going. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And um, maybe 
thinking on your feet. Sorry, that's probably one of the most important things is being being able to think on your feet and adjust to, to things very quickly. Because when you're out filming, um, things will happen. Cameras might break. SD mm-hmm. cards might not work. You have to be able to adapt really quick. So that's also something that I think is quite important is being able to look at something and think, you know, what's plan B, C, D, mm. whatever. <laughs> yeah. what, what other plan have I got to fix the situation? You, you mentioned, um, you know, you quite like watching um, other videographers' stuff. Um, and I, I I don't know if you watch them. There's quite a few big group in Canada of videographers on YouTube, like Peter McKinnon, Matty, uh, mm. Matty, are you something like that? I can never remember yeah, how to say his last is. name. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, and those kind of people. Do you think that really helps you to improve your own work? So, so I, I do like their videos. The only thing that I find about all of these people that you've mentioned are the, mm. there aren't that many females doing it. Yeah, the only thing true. I notice yeah. Yeah, when, when, um, when I go on YouTube and I want to watch like, you know, the FX free release camera. Mm. Okay. Let's watch some reviews. What does everyone think? And I find myself watching 10 or 15 videos of males talking about the cameras. And I think moving forward, it would be really good to get some more females on YouTube. So like, you know, you know, women, young women can aspire to, to other women that are, you know, I don't want to say kicking ass but you know <laughs> doing you well say on that. youtube you yeah can say that. um <laughs> you know well, that, that's it really. there is i think there is one um i want to i can't remember her name lizzie i think um she's she's awesome lizzie pierce i think her name is she does some really cool stuff um and she's sort of um got her own business and and works yes. with massive brands so yeah i hope, I hope the the presence you know female presence increases so definitely mm, definitely yeah i I think that in the next few years, I think there's going to be quite a big shift. I do feel like there's going to be a lot more female YouTubers and, and videographers. I'm already kind of seeing a lot more already. So it's quite exciting times, I think. Yeah, Things could be quite different. Mm. Yeah. Um, and what would you say has been some of the biggest, maybe two of the biggest positives you take out of doing this job? Oh, um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. So um, I would say that the positives out of the industry would be the creative buzz that I get from working and filming and editing and the career satisfaction that I also get from working for myself and happy clients Mm. and the video industry is expanding so much there's so many opportunities for more people to get involved um, for businesses video content is so important now it really separates you from all your you know competitors so video is a really good industry to get into and um, I'm excited to see where it goes to be honest yeah I mean I was like I said I was talking about this earlier I work with someone um, and nowadays a lot of companies are doing are getting in-house videographer teams aren't they and, mm. and really you know brands are building um, this side out so it's becoming more and more of a, a, a checklist for brands that to have this content. Yeah, definitely. I, I think that um, companies are definitely starting to realize how important video content is um, for them. And it, it doesn't necessarily have to be, you know, Hollywood blockbuster style videos. It could just be, you know, a simple TikTok. <laughs> but um, it is really important. And I think sometimes it's good to have both. It depends what your branding is. Um, mm. 
but it's definitely something that companies are finding is beneficial for them to have now and in-house videographers is becoming a lot more common Mm. uh, than it was a few years back definitely yeah absolutely i mean no one's reading what's going on in a company in the newspaper these days they're seeing what's going on on No, yeah, exactly, exactly, yeah. <laughs> so for you, what would be some of the, the less favourable aspects of this industry that you've found? Um, it's a very demanding industry, very, very demanding, and there's a lot of competition. Um, and the most, well, majority of videographers that I know and that are working within the industry are freelancers. Um, and being a freelancer does carry a certain element of risk and job security is quite, you know, it, especially now with, with a pandemic, it can be quite difficult for freelancers and self-employed people, especially with, you know, Corona and so forth. Mm. Um, so I think, yeah, it's very competitive, long days, very demanding, and but completely worth it if, <laughs> if, you enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I quite enjoy. Um, I don't. Yeah, I don't mind working long days, so it's not something that really phases me. Mm. Um, so I guess it's each each the room. But when you That's want it. something to work, you make it work. So. That's it. Um, we at this point we usually talk about sort of um, what people could expect average income for the industry. But when so, we talk about um, people in the self employed industry, we just sort of talk about it's important to remember when you go into a self-employed industry that you'll make as much money as, as you can. It's not, it's not going to be a set amount. Like you get a job, you get a salary being freelancers. Mm. It's kind of up to you, but it's also so many other factors impact on what you could earn. Right. Definitely. It's, um, it depends on the client, the location, you know, are you doing day rate or are you doing production rates? Like, there's a project rate, sorry, there's so many different variables that go into it. And I mean, there is like an average day rate for like, I'd say a mid-tier videographer, um, which would probably start around 350 to 500 pound a day. That would be for like a mid-tier videographer. Then again, it, it's, you know, still dependent on location. Um, so it really does vary massively. And I think sometimes it can be, hard for people that are new in videography or as a freelancer to know how much to charge um but it honestly just comes down to experience and the more videos that you do and and the clients that you have the more you'll be able to think right this is how much i should be charging and what would be something that uh you never expected going into this industry that you have to deal with i would say the amount of that I have to sell myself. I really, at first I thought it would be mainly just creating videos for people. And like I said, when you run your own business, there's so many other aspects in it that you didn't really think about beforehand. So you really need to create your portfolio. You really need to market yourself. And, you know, if you don't believe in yourself, then it's really hard to land clients that are going to trust you and pay for you to complete jobs if you're unsure of your own ability. So most uh, important thing I would say <clears throat> is basically to just believe in, in yourself and uh, as cheesy as it sounds so stay positive <laughs> <laughs> I'm not painting a pretty picture here but it, I'm trying to be as, as honest as possible that's, that's um, what we want yeah that's it yeah and it, I'd say prob- yeah probably like the, the 
long days like I mean there are long days but there are some days where you know equipment's heavy and it's long long days yeah (laughs) (laughs) if you could uh, go back to before you started all this and give yourself Mm. a little bit of advice on maybe a skill to Mm. develop um what would that be oh mm. skill to develop yeah maybe maybe something that's not related to videography directly yeah yeah i would say um what's the right word for um self-belief if that's the right word Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. so i'd say self-belief because it's very easy at the beginning when you haven't got much of a portfolio and you see all these other videographers are very successful it's very easy to lose that feeling of um i can do this and i think it's really important to not compare yourself to other people and where they're at in their career because everybody started their career at different times. Everyone's got different amount of experience. Everyone's been through different things to get where they are now. So I would say if it was me at the beginning, just to not feel daunted and to be excited. And once I changed that mindset and I thought, right, you know, this is the great opportunity. You know, what businesses can I contact? How can I make my portfolio better? Uh, that's when I started growing a lot more rather than worrying about what could, could go wrong. Mm, yeah that's such a good point um but how did you go about um sort of progressing in the industry uh and getting your name into more people's you know hands and 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 getting maybe bigger jobs i don't know uh social media probably linkedin was quite good for the larger jobs oh, linkedin um, and, mm, linkedin really? yeah yeah mm. and social media i mean social media instagram as well was quite good but mainly just contacting people Mm. just not being um what's the word for it just just going for it and and messaging the big big companies (laughs) you know sometimes you just gotta be bold and see what happens the worst thing that can happen is they don't reply to your email you know so just gotta send it and see what happens and uh would you still go into this industry knowing everything you know now yes 100 (laughs) percent awesome Good. Well, thank you so much for coming on and chatting. It's been a, a real pleasure, and you're obviously clearly super passionate. And we look through your Instagram, and you know so your content's great. So, um, you know, congratulations on uh, on your success so far. Thank you. Thank you very much. And uh, where can people find you on Instagram, your website, and whatnot? Um, so my Instagram handle is at Jenny Alice Films, and my website is uh, www.jennyalicefilms.com. Brilliant. Yeah. Thank Brilliant. you, Jenny. Thank you.